Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. This is Outlandish Zicky Dice, and you're listening to the All Night Long Podcast. All Night Long It's the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. With the Enforcer. I believe they're called Enforcers, Gordon. I sell women's shoes. And the Stallion. Stallion, baby! I am not what you would call a handsome man. I'll kick you in the nuts and you'll smile at me and like it. All night hello everybody and welcome back to another edition of the all night long wrestling podcast we're your host he's a stallion i'm the enforcer and this week we have a very special guest you know her as the renaissance woman hi and thank you so much for joining our show tonight i know you had a very busy week and you have a very busy week coming up so thank you so much for taking time out of your uh, daily routine thank you for having me of course um Listen, it's, I don't know if, I can't say the pandemic uh, is over, but when we have a weekend like we have coming up in the world of professional wrestling, it kind of feels that way. Of course, I'm talking about GCW's uh, The Collective, and I would love to get to that. But first, how did you manage the last eight months of what seems like purgatory of life? How did you, what were you doing? How were you keeping busy? How were you training? What did you wind up doing? It was honestly, it like on paper, it was really rough, but I was living it and that was okay because I was actually living in Chicago when it started and I'm originally from Houston and I noticed like, and I was able to work from home. So I had the option to just go back home to Texas and just um, deal with the pandemic there, but I ended up moving to Peoria, which is a smaller town in between Chicago and St. Louis. Um, So I was able to save up a bunch of money because obviously, you know, we're not driving anywhere. Can't do a bunch of stuff. I ended up quitting my job and living the unemployed life and being happy. And I just started a new job. Um, But in Peoria, you know, there's not a lot of like local wrestling schools. So I've had to find some like an hour away or so to just get some ring time. Um, but overall, I mean, besides wrestling not being a like weekly thing for me as much anymore, um, life has not been, you know, horrifically bad for me. I can't complain. 
That's awesome. And living the unemployed life, finding a new job, moving like you picked one heck of a year to do all those things. That is uh, congratulations to you. And it sounds like it's working off pretty well. It is. I'm happy. It's funny you said you found a new job because um, there is a fantastic article out on you. I think it's Bleacher Report. Uh, it says Geico employee by day, pro wrestler by night. Mm-hmm. How, um, how did that article come about and what kind of what was that experience like working with Bleacher Report? That's a that's a, a big name publication. See, like, so it's so funny because at the time I didn't know how big Bleacher Report was. Um, so they were just like, Hey, we want to do this article on you. I said, yeah, sure. Whatever. Um, so I did it and it blew up really big. Um, cause you know, I was working for Geico at the time. Geico kind of has like a social media monitoring system. So like if they see Geico popping up on social media randomly, they're like, what's going on? Why are people talking about Geico? So they caught wind of that, like corporate like headquarters caught wind of that so i actually had to get called into the hr office and they're like so we saw your article you're not in trouble but could you give us a heads up like beforehand and i was like oh i didn't know it was gonna get this big so my bad wow that's listen there's big brother everywhere i guess geico whatever they see like their name in the hashtag and that's that's so funny. Yeah. And now, you know, AEW shows are on BR Live from Bleacher Report. So, yeah, Bleacher Report is everywhere. So, that's uh that's cool. Was Geico the job that you quit? You said? Uh, no, I was I quit that job um before I went to Japan cuz obviously like I was there for 3 months, so I couldn't keep like a normal corporate job. And then once I got back to the states, I moved to Chicago. Um, and I was working for like a smaller insurance company there. Awesome. That's cool. Well, it seems like it allows you to follow your dream and do everything you're doing right now. And um, in that article from Bleacher Report, they're talking about how a little bit how you, you started wrestling when you were in college, right? Yeah. Yeah. And is that how you found uh, Booker T School? Yeah. So I did a show or I got tickets to do to go to TLC, the pay-per-view for WWE. And um, it was like a Christmas present. I was so excited to go. And I was like, let me just make a weekend out of it. So I was like, let me see what other wrestling there is in the area. Just so happens that Reality of Wrestling was running their Christmas Chaos show, which at the time was like the biggest show of the year, um, the day before. So I go to the show. And I I guess I was expecting bad wrestling because I was like, it's not WWE. <laughs> so like, what could it be? It was it's an indie first- show. They got to suck, right? Yeah, I just I had never been to an indie show at that point. Um, And so I go to the show, like, I'm totally blown away. Everybody did an amazing job. Um, Book and Stevie Ray were there. So I, like, cornered him after the show (laughs) and was like, how do I do this? I want to do this. And I had always wanted to do it, like, as a kid. But it's like, like, how do you become a wrestler? You know what I mean? Like, you go to school to become, like, a doctor, you do this to be, you know, whatever. And I never understood, like, that the path to it until, like, it was right in front of me. And I said, okay, I'm going to do this. Um, so I asked Booker about it. And he's like, join my school. So I said, cool. Um, and I started, I think I started the school maybe, like, two or three months later after I had enough money. 
Wow, that and Booker T's school has really um in reality of wrestling, they have such a good YouTube channel and they have a lot of talent that passes through their doors. And I don't think a lot of people when you talk about professional wrestling schools, I don't think they talk about Booker T's school enough. They really and, uh, don't. No. I'm, here, it, I'm a huge proponent of reality of wrestling and Booker T school and how amazing it is and the training that we get get is like top tier and nobody understands it. Truly, nobody understands how good reality of wrestling is until they actually go and then their minds are completely blown it's literally like a mini performance center and um jimmy jacobs went down there one time for um a rise seminar that they were holding at uh the world gym arena and i was talking to him later about it and he had videos of himself like walking through the school because he's like this place is amazing like yeah, and the television show, you know, is it? It, it looks so. You know, it, it's a very professionally done mm-hmm. um, television show with great talent. Speaking of reality of wrestling, last night, going a little off topic, uh, Amber Moon came back at NXT. You have to be stoked about that. I was so I was watching it, and I literally screamed. I literally screamed because. I looked up to her so much when she was, like, on the independent scene. She was, like, from Roe. And, um, you know, she runs a school in in Dallas or Denton, which is, like, northwest of Dallas. Um, And so I was in Texas in August. um, And she comes comes to a lot of independent shows, too. And, like, we'll watch her stuff and, like, critiques it. So, like, uh, I've seen her around a lot. And so she hit me up on Twitter and she was like, hey, are you going to be in town soon? I said, yeah, I'm actually going to go to um, Texas in August. She was like, I'd love for you to come like check out my school. And I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I went to her school and it was amazing. That's awesome. And she's such, you know, it, it was a, uh, a good surprise. I don't think it was one that really anybody thought and it injected so much life into NXT's uh, women's division, which I think is uh, is going to be great. And it's going to be good to see Amber Moon back on TV after the um, the W the Raw and SmackDown tenure. I think she's better suited for NXT, and I think there's a lot more capable women in there, so we're going to see some good matches um, from her. Mm-hmm. So you said it didn't take you that long to sign up for Booker T School, and you thought about it since you were a kid. So I'm assuming you were a pretty big professional wrestling fan growing up. Yeah, and my whole family's a bunch of wrestling fans too. Like, um, my my family's Mexican; they're from Mexico, and my mom would tell me stories about how my grandpa would just um, like come home from work on the weekends and go to a local wrestling show. And it wasn't until maybe like a couple years ago, my mom's like, "Yeah, I used to go to." Um, the same Houston Coliseum downtown to go watch wrestling shows like me and your aunts would all go together and I was like oh, okay that's cool and uh, for Paul Bosch's promotion which like Booker T is like super about and yeah. so my aunt whips out these photos and turns out my mom has like all these pictures with like Eddie Guerrero Hulk Hogan like all of these people like she went to all the shows took pictures with everybody I was like why are you just telling me this <laughs> Turns out I have a cool parent and just found out about it. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, and um, those old retro pictures, people would love them. Have you shared any of those on social media? I haven't. I need to go back. I'm going back home in November, so I'll, hopefully I'll be able to steal some or take some pictures of it. Um, I think my aunt has, like, a majority of them. But, yeah, no, I got to see the whole 
lineup of them just meeting wrestlers. So I guess I was just born to do it. <laughs> yeah, listen, some things you can't control, and it's just in the blood. That's awesome. So growing up, who was your favorite? Growing <laughs> I loved John Cena <laughs> growing up. I was such a come on. Re- oh, okay. I love. I had like the biggest crush on John Cena growing up. I have a bro crush on John Cena too. I'm. I'm I completely <laughs> understand. He's. He's the man. He's great at everything he does. He's great looking. He's a great actor. He's a great wrestler. I'm. I'm super jealous. So it's okay. I, but I was more of a. I was like a SmackDown person. I was like so all the wrestlers on SmackDown. Um, were Undertaker, Batista, yeah, those kind of guys. Ray, okay. Eddie. Kurt, um, Brock Lesnar, like those were all like SmackDown guys. So like that's what I always watched. I liked Raw too, but Raw was on cable. <laughs> we didn't have cable. Yeah, and um, I mean SmackDown was more like the actual wrestling show to me. You know, Raw was like the yeah. sports entertainment show, and SmackDown, mm-hmm. the, the guys you just mentioned were fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So that's mostly who I I grew up watching. But I did obviously catch some Raw stuff too, and I did like Raw, but SmackDown was my favorite. Uh, and you know i was just going back and watching some of the stuff over that time period and you know when you have like undertaker versus brock in the main event on smackdown you just don't see things like that anymore so smackdown was uh really the the wrestler's channel that was a great show back in the day so i guess were you an athlete growing up too did you play a lot of sports yes i played uh soccer and i was pretty bad at it actually um i was uh I started playing basketball, and I was in track when I was in middle school, and I was actually really, really good at track, um, and it was something that I wanted to do more in high school, um, but I'm an artist at heart, uh, so I stuck with being in the band over being in sport, so, um, you know, I played my saxophone all through high school, and I wish I would have done wrestling in high school because we had a women's wrestling team wow that is unheard of that's awesome yeah i wish i would have done it but like i was just like oh i want to play my saxophone (laughs) listen a wrestling is a creative outlet just because it's a physical creativity it's still creative you know so you have that you get to express yourself now in a different way creatively than per se with a saxophone right so how long after you were training at Booker T school did you um, start professionally wrestling? So I didn't honestly have like a singles match um, until maybe like one and a half to almost like two years of training, which is like a like really long compared to like other people. People yeah, are like, oh, like, yeah, like six three months. months of training. Yep. Yeah, like Six months, three months of training. I had my first match. I was like, oh, no, I had to wait like a year and a half. And that was because like um, and and they still kind of operate this way in that like you have to get like the stamp of approval from like the trainers and book like you are good to go. And book has a very high standard of giving you that stamp of approval of ready to go because we'll have guys have the first match on you know reality of wrestling and it's produced it's on youtube like you know we have uh live streaming services on it too so you want to have like the best of the best on the show to make it on the show to have a first match on the show right like you you are typically better than the rest of the indie talent which i think actually although it took me a long time to have my first match 
I think it ultimately helped me a lot because my first match wasn't like horrifically bad like how people like to describe their first matches and I felt like I was a lot more fundamentally sound and had like a better head on my shoulders to be able to do the matches that I was you know that I can do now sure I mean for a guy like Booker T if putting his name on you that's you know you you don't want to you're not going to slap your name on something and then go out and have that you know reflect negatively on you and I think you could be ready physically but being ready mentally like Mm -hmm. you mentioned is a, a totally different uh different game and you weren't wrestling all that long before you popped up on Monday Night Raw I really uh, was not. I don't know. Yeah, and I, I was looking into that. I was like, that's, I mean, I don't want to say into the frying pan, what, out of the frying pan into the fire? Was that the uh, the, ex- the expression? But how did you get that opportunity? I know the show was in Houston. Was it just, you know, we need somebody that we trust to come out here, and that's how you got the call? Um, no. So my trainer um, had ended up moved to Florida, the guys that had, like, trained me from the start. And one of them, like, called me one day and was like, hey, have you been watching Raw lately? And I was like, oh, not really. I have, you know, been busy. And he's like, oh, because Nia Jax has been, like, wrestling, like, these local talents. Like, would you be, would you want to do that? And I was like, yeah, that would be pretty cool. And he goes, okay, cool. Let me give you this email address. Email them. Tell them that you're in Houston and that, you know, you want to do extra work. So I did that. And I kind of wasn't expecting anything because I was like, you know, who am I? Uh, so I, I got an email back being like, okay, like come to raw and SmackDown for these dates. And, you know, I went there I go see the other extras and I'm the only girl. And I didn't know if they were going to do the, the spot with her. Um, I think cause they knew I was one of Booker's kids that they were like, okay, like we know that she can bump. <laughs> so like, right. all we, really we trust her. Do. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, they ended up picking me, you know, and it was crazy. It was cool. But now, Nia Jax has come under fire a lot. A lot of people are like, oh, she's, you know, whatever in the ring. What was your experience like with her? I know, it was, you know, it's two minutes long, but did you you feel comfortable in the ring? Was she good to work with? Yeah, she's re- she's really, really nice. Like, really, really nice. Um, and um, I think she was just like, I remember she was like, okay, go get your makeup done afterwards. After we kind of had, like, talked about what we are going to do. She's like, go get your makeup done. And I was, like, about to go. And then I look at her, and, sh- and she looks at me, and I'm like, you're not ribbing me, right? Like, I'm actually allowed to go sit down in the makeup place. Like, they're not going to look at me. Like, what is this, like, <laughs> extra doing here? She goes, no, I'm, I'm being serious. You can go. And I was like, okay, thank you. That's a fair <laughs> question. I think that. Mm-hmm. That's funny. You're the, we had um, Heather Monroe on uh, recently, and she wrestled Nia Jax as well, and she had nothing but uh, glowing things to say about her. So it's good to hear that, uh, you know, believe it or not, the internet can be a, a cruel and unusual place. So for people that have firsthand experience with Nia Jax, there you go. She's great to work with, and she's like the nicest person. So hopefully she's that puts some. Nice. Very nice. Yeah, she's super nice. So, I mean, from your. Uh, spot on Raw, I would say 2018, 2019, you were wrestling a lot, and you've wrestled some of the biggest names in not only women's wrestling, but in wrestling period. I believe you wrestled uh, Ricky Starks earlier this year as well. You've been in the ring with I mean, Kimberly, Kelly Klein, things like that. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you a question. Who was the most fun opponent, and why was it Kylie Ray? <laughs> me and Kylie, dang. I, me and Kylie haven't wrestled each other in years in years and i would love to like um 
get in the ring with her again just because when we wrestled each other we were such like looking back now like we were such babies and and we still had a really good match but we were such babies and i'm like imagine like what we could do now yeah uh, you had two good matches with her right that you had mm-hmm. you wrestled her twice mm-hmm. yeah, yeah the um mm-hmm. reality of wrestling they have uh i don't know if, I'm, sure, I'm sure you've seen it but a youtube video of your highlights and all of your matches and the match with kylie ray was fantastic and that was what three years ago two i think it was yeah, almost three yeah years. it was like three years ago so that would be a match that we would uh, love to see again. I know you've been doing a lot of work um, in AAW. You're coming off of what last week you wrestled the first match since what the pandemic started. Yes, my first my first time back with AAW since it started. Which oh my, I was so upset because um, right before COVID, I was challenging Chris Statlander to the AAW Women's Championship, and then everything got shut down. Everything got canceled. So I'm glad everything's back and we're picking, starting to pick up right where we left off. I know she's injured, but hopefully, you know, we can finally have that singles match. Yeah, I mean, she just posted videos, I think, last week of her doing, like, uh, one-legged squats and stuff like that. So hopefully that is uh, right around the corner. And speaking of Chris Statlander, you defeated her for the uh, Heart of Shimmer Championship, I believe. <laughs> yes. And now we are not, we're not over the pandemic, so nobody get crazy, but wrestling is back. And uh, what was supposed to be taking place during WrestleMania weekend is Game Changer Wrestling's The Collective. I believe it's, I could be wrong, 11 shows over three days in Indianapolis. Is that true? Correct. That, how much fun is that going to be? considering all we've dealt with so far this year and to be able to get back to something like that, you have to be looking forward to it. I'm excited to see like my friends that I haven't seen in a long time, but it is also kind of nerve wracking in a way. Cause I was actually in Indiana two weeks ago at a show and it was at a, the, the show kind of took place at a fair. So it wasn't like a wrestling, like everybody there was a wrestling fan. It was like other people. And then there's wrestling here too. Um, and nobody was wearing a mask. Oh my gosh! And that stressed me out so much. I got, really? I actually got booed for putting a mask on, mind you. No, come on. Are you serious? I'm being serious. And so, although I am excited to um, see all my friends and get in the ring and have some bangers, I'm also still very nervous because um, Indiana is essentially fully open. Like, as if it never happened. They have no restrictions on anything. Um, so it, it makes me a little bit scared because, um, you know, I don't want to get sick. I don't want to get sure. sick. Um, and just trying to be socially responsible, um, not just for myself, but, like, to other human beings, not get sick. So although, um, you know, I get to see everybody, I I will be very cautious around everyone. Yeah, I mean, it's twofold. I didn't know Indiana. Um, I, I'm from New York, and in New York, I mean, I can barely open my front door without wearing a mask, so it's a little bit different over here. Uh, what is uh, Indiana like? Oh, I'm sorry, Chicago is in uh, Illinois. Is that the same way with the mask restrictions? or? I feel like in Chicago, they take the mask more seriously. It is a more of like a liberal city. Um, Peoria is a smaller town, so they haven't been hit nearly as bad as, like, the bigger cities. Um, but, I mean, people are still getting sick here. 
Um, yeah, people also are not taking the mask mandate as seriously as I feel like they should be in Peoria. But when I went into Indiana, I was like, holy shit. Like, no one's wearing a mask. Like, I could count on one hand the number of people that were wearing a mask. And you got booed for putting one on. So that kind of tells you what. Listen, if, you, if you're looking to draw heat, I guess, if you want to be uh, the heel that night, all you got to do is go in the ring and spray everybody with Lysol. I think that would be a great gimmick. I'm like, I know. I'm the heel. I'm yeah, the you're heel. the bad guy. I'm, trying. I'm being the socially responsible heel by putting a mask on, and I'm getting booed. And yeah, she took the mask off me, and they cheered. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that makes sense why um, the collective is running in Indianapolis that this weekend um i didn't realize that was the case there but that might be the only place and i guess i you know i understand both sides of it because everybody's got to make money and there's been such a lull in this so i am just hoping that everybody stays safe everybody does what they have to do and uh you know i will maybe not what they have to do maybe what they should do and just wear a mask take care of yourselves this weekend um there is some very good wrestling going on, as we did mention. It's you and uh, Lainey Luck, I believe, who was on our show a couple weeks ago, versus uh, Blair Onyx and Elena Black at Glory Pro Wrestling. And then you're going to be defending the Heart of Shimmer title uh, at Shimmer. Yes. Uh, do you, we know who you're wrestling at Shimmer? Not quite yet. Shimmer does this amazing thing where they don't tell me who I'm wrestling until I walk into the building. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> okay. But I think now uh, they're trying to uh, put out some matches out before the show and then kind of have like your standard, you know, you find out as you go during the show. Um, so I'm pretty sure mine will get announced pretty soon. I can't say who it will be. Okay. But I know there will be an announcement. I was just looking up the list of people that are going to be on the show. I see Kimberly. I see Allison Kay. Is there anybody that you would like to defend your title against without spoiling anything? Anybody? Honestly, I'm just happy to wrestle anybody that I've never wrestled before. So anybody in the ring together, I'm all about first-time matchups. So if I can have a first-time matchup, whoever it is, I'll be happy. Okay, well... so who haven't you wrestled yet then ever that you watch you're watching their stuff and you're like man i'd love to get in the ring and have a match with blank who would it be faye jackson right off the top of your head faye jackson awesome we've seen her a bunch in uh shine promotion she is very very entertaining she's very good in the ring that's uh is she on the car? Let's see here. I don't see her on the shimmer car. Okay. All right. All right. I'll, I'll, I told I'll... her. I told. I told her. I was like, we need to wrestle each other, and it's. Uh, I don't know. There. I feel like there's just so many people that I have never wrestled that I need. Like I feel like I need to get in the ring with them, and then also people that we've wrestled maybe once or twice that we just like had magic, and I'm like, I just want to keep doing this over and over again. <laughs> Sure. I mean, like you mentioned, Kylie Ray, you guys had a great match, and that was years ago. So I'm sure there would be, uh, you know, even better matches in the future. Just looking at the uh, Shimmer card here, we have Marty Bell, Holly Dead, Solo Darling, Willow Nightingale, Davy N. So a ton of talent on uh, the Shimmer show this week. And the only match uh, listed right now is Kimberly versus Nicole Savoy for the Shimmer World Title. So it's Shimmer at the Collective, Sunday, October 11th. Everybody check it out. It's on Fight TV. Um, now let me ask you as some, this is, um, between myself and Joe, the co-host of the all night long wrestling podcast, there has been a long standing 
divide between us, and it's a very it, it, it's like this the civil war between Joe and I. We've known each other twenty years. There's one question mm-hmm. all time. Let me ask you. I need your opinion here. All time, if one of them had to go, and you could only save one professional wrestler, would it be Shawn Michaels or would it be Bret Hart? Ooh, that is a hard one. Oh. That is a hard one. Oh, I, whoa, this is hard. I know. This has almost broke up our friendship one. several times. I'd have to save Shawn Michaels. And the tiebreaker was he has a better entrance music. That's the tiebreaker. That's you think Shawn, wait, hold on. You think Shawn Michaels had better entrance music than Bret Hart? The yes. sexy boy is iconic, but when Bret and the Hart Foundation's music hit... Oh, I'm That's, That was a tiebreaker. I mean, they're both amazing wrestlers. I actually just watched um, Sean versus Owen Hart. I think it was Raw in 94. I literally watched this match like two days ago. Sean oh, so, so then the question doesn't count because you have a Shawn Michaels match fresh in your head. If you were to go back and watch WrestleMania 10, Bret versus Owen Hart, you probably would have said Bret Hart. I, I mean, I like Bret Hart versus Chris Benoit in WCW. That's one of my favorite matches, too. Okay. All right. Listen, it's we've asked literally hundreds of guests, and I think four people have chosen uh, Bret Hart. One of them being me. One of them is Solo Darling, and everybody else has chosen Shawn Michaels. So I was just hoping I had another. I mean, there's really no wrong choice here, guys. There. Well, according to Eric Bischoff, there was a wrong choice because he hated Bret Hart. But aside from that, most people were like, "No, it's Shawn Michaels pretty evenly." I don't know. I'm just more of a technical wrestling guy. Maybe that's what it is, but. I do love them both, but for me, it's going to be Bret Hart. So let me ask you, where can we keep up to date with what you have going on following along this weekend? As I said earlier, Fight TV, um, very simple app to download. It's going to have Shimmer at the Collective um, Sunday, October 11th at 4 p.m. You could buy the package of the Game Changer Wrestling, uh, the Collective, all weekend. I think it's $120 or so. But if you've been missing professional wrestling during the pandemic and you want to give back to the companies and give back to the professional wrestlers, do so at um, Fight TV this weekend and enjoy Twitter, it, tweet it, Insta, Facebook, whatever the kids do, at it, hashtag it. Make sure you're following along. And where can we follow along with you this weekend? I will be at Glory Pro tagging with my best friend, Lady Luck. And I will be at Shimmer. Uh, if you want to know what else is going on in my life, my Twitter is underscore the high on. And Instagram is just the high on. Well, we thank you so much for your time. We wish you nothing but the best of luck this weekend. I will be watching. I've already purchased the package from Fight TV. I would like you to be safe. And regardless if you come out with a mask or not, you will be the good guy to me. If you are listening to this show and you're going this weekend, guys, wear a mask. Keep some Purell. Don't touch people and stay socially distant and have a great time because ideally what we'd like to do is get over this and have more professional wrestling in the future. So best of luck to you this weekend, Hyon. We appreciate your time and we can't wait to speak to you again. Thank you so much. You guys have an awesome day. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. Bye.